Miss Tammy Chase. Present. Hey. <laughs> I've always wanted to say hi. <laughs> I'm here. Um, and we are back after, what, two weeks? Um, and that's yeah. fine because this is our season finale. So it's just like the TV mm-hmm. uh, cycle. You know, we got we to gotta build up the, the anticipation. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there was a lot yeah. going on. <laughs> I like, right? A lot, of, a lot of stuff on the weekends when we normally... Uh, record mm. just too much right? going on. So, oh, that uh-huh. thing called life. Mm. It's spring. Yeah. Spring it, it hits hard for schools because you know we got all the state tests coming up. Oh yeah. And you know for Liam, there's all the band competitions are coming up. And last you know last week was the practice for it and when so much. And then you're in school and yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot going oh on. My gosh. School is mm-hmm. school is fine. It's just oh my jeevas, you know when you work <laughs> every day and then go mm-hmm. to school two days a week. Um, yeah, you know, and then and, and I remember two days a week that are supposed to be my days off. And it's just like fucking a. I can't wait till I May. I remember that it was May. Rough. I think it's mm-hmm. the seventeenth, mm, maybe it's seventeenth, eighteenth, something wow. like that. Um, It'll be over, and I will have my days off again, and I'm not doing anything for three days. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to call into work on one of those days, like, yeah, I'm not coming in. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Understandable, yeah. <laughs> I probably should have well, said it on the podcast, I'm but done. I'll give it a damn. Fight me, hoes. Anyway. Right, and then that's when you they say something to you. I heard on your podcast, and you're like, "You yeah, listen right. to my podcast? <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> Who cares what you're gonna say yeah. next? You listen to it." <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of May, luckily, I'll be finishing off my second to last year of teaching. Oh, see. And last Monday, uh, I came to work, and I always check my email as soon as I get to work. And the only email that was on there was uh, the administrator had shared next year's calendar with us. Next year's academic uh-huh. calendar. And I just sat there and I looked at it and I was like, aw, it's my last academic <laughs> calendar forever. <laughs> There's my last uh, Thanksgiving break. There's my last winter break. There's my last spring break. Aw, and then I moved that summer. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, it, was a, it was a good morning, and then other things happened, and it sucked. But at least for that five minutes, it was good. <laughs> so when you, um, when you leave, are you going to play schools out for the summer? Yeah. yeah. My plan is to find a foam middle finger. Oh. You know, like those yes. foam fingers that they have, the number ones? Well, I'd like to find a foam middle gotcha. finger. And so as I'm pulling, and, and it won't be around students because, of course, we have to stay after students uh-huh. leave anyway. So, 
you know, as I'm pulling out, I'm going to, yeah, me and Alice Cooper, school's out forever, <laughs> and then that foam finger comes out of the out of my, my center. <laughs> yeah. I'll put shoe polish in my back window. So says, bye, bitches. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. and you can, mix, you can have it, like, segue into CeeLo. <laughs> oh, yes. Actually, there I have found a, a, a better fuck you song. Oh. It's by... Because she basically talks about uh, her fuck you is about, oh, you know, you, you think you're better than everybody else. Oh, Your uh, religion shits on everybody else. It's Lily. What's her name? Uh, Lily Allen. I know that. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. She's the one that does Smile or mm-hmm. London. Uh, that song is great. Because <laughs> it's basically every everything I believe. It's like, oh, you're going to be a dick. Fuck <laughs> but she says it in such a happy, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's it's great. <laughs> so maybe that one. Oh. But definitely school's out forever. Okay. Oh, well, uh, yes, we are talking. But today's episode. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. actually going to yes. do something a little different. Um, we've talked about mm-hmm. 1980s TV shows, 1990s TV shows, mm-hmm. and the 2000s, sort of. But today, we're going to talk about one specific TV show. Uh, yes. And that is The Golden Girls. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, with yes. Betty White passing mm-hmm. and... This nostalgia being the last, being the last one. one, who, who oddly enough, her character had the most health problems, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. did. Yeah. She had what two heart attacks? Had a triple bypass. Yeah. Um, she had like an addiction to, uh, like amphetamines mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe it wasn't amphetamine, but she had like an addiction. Mm-hmm. She had an addiction problem. Painkillers, I think. Painkillers. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dealt with that long before it became popular. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and it's really funny too because you, I keep seeing uh, people now when they they get mad at TV shows because they're topical and it's like, oh, so and so went woke and oh, they're everybody's so woke these days. It's like you grew up in the eighties and nineties watching right. the Golden Girls, Designing Women, Cheers, Family Matters, Fresh oh Prince. When they would say, when they would say, on a very special Fresh Prince episode, right. or, and then they would they would deal with something yeah, like that, or even even. Like, we're still talking about the episode where um, Will Will's father comes back into the picture and then leaves again. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You t- you're telling me like that's not woke? Or when Will and Carlton right. get pulled over by the police in the first episode? Yes, that's my favorite like, are one. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> when it comes for for t- yeah, when it comes to topical issues, that's my favorite mm-hmm. one. Because Carlton still at the end of that episode is still confused. Yeah. He still says, "I, I, I would have pulled them over." Wouldn't I? Even though he never, he never under, he never understood it because his dad, basically, his mom and dad protected him from stuff like that. His money mm-hmm. had always protected him from stuff like mm-hmm. that, and he didn't realize that his dad, before becoming a lawyer, had gone through all of mm-hmm. that discrimination, you know, from police and brutality and all that and stuff. And he should also send that message that it doesn't matter how much money you have like you still it's the skin right. that comes mm-hmm. with it that's how i always tell people it's like people are will try to make you know some half-assed argument um and are in air quotes argument like even like with colin kaepernick it's like how is he oppressed he makes 19 million dollars a year it's like well you could trade places with him you get the skin and the hair that comes along with it and you know exactly mm-hmm. why you don't want that so 
You get everything. Yeah, uh-huh. you get it all. I'd love to have Denzel's money. You get the skin that comes along with it, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Morgan Freeman was God. Yes. You get the skin that comes along with it, just so mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying. So, yep. hey, have fun with that. And every single one of them had to, you know, go through stuff mm-hmm. to even get where they were. And they still they go still through stuff. They still go through it. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. But th- well, yeah. So, so you had sent me a link um, about you know the about uh, Golden Girls, uh, a YouTube video, and it was fantastic. Doug and I watched it together last night. I had started it and then I had to stop, and then so we just watched it together last night. And it was it was great. I like how he analyzed uh, the different characters mm-hmm. and their their roles that they play in this um, in this show. Uh, I disagreed with some mm-hmm. things. I did not take notes, so I would not be able to tell you what parts I disagree with. <laughs> and we were watching it at 10 o'clock at night because, you know, we had driven back from Tyler after seeing my mom. So, and Tyler is two hours one way away from us. It's so long. <laughs> so I wasn't really taking notes. So, I, you know, we were watching intently, but I wasn't taking notes. But it was, I liked his anal- uh, analysis for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I liked... Uh, I think the the one about I think there there could have been a little bit more in depth about Rose mm-hmm. about Betty White's character. Mm-hmm. He did a lot more about B Arthur's character with Dorothy than he did um, when he got to Sophia and Rose. Okay. It might be I think he petered out just a little bit yeah. more. It might be I mean obviously I don't know him, but um it might be Yeah. Partially cuz I mean watching the haven't seen the episodes and reruns or whatever they seem to do more mm-hmm. with Dorothy and Blanche mm-hmm. maybe they maybe I think just, so. they, they seem to be more to analyze because they they definitely mm-hmm. were more at the forefront um maybe I yeah, don't know that's maybe. True. um I mean obviously all four of them were important characters but it it just oh, yes, seemed like because it even now with pop culture and like meme culture and stuff, that's always the the B Arthur memes and it's always Dorothy, always, always, always. And if there if there's conversations yeah. about yeah, it's never Maude. It's never, yeah, right. No, no I don't say nobody <laughs> cares about Maude, but you know, it's um, it's definitely Dorothy with her witty comebacks and, and her sarcastic wit and, right. and all that. Or if the conversations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about um sexual liberation or or even sexuality, mm-hmm. then it's always uh, a Blanche meme or quote or whatever especially with talking about like slut shaming and stuff like that it's always always mm-hmm. always always always, mm-hmm. always uh, a picture or a meme of Blanche Devereaux you know or right. um, you'll see it, it, Betty White is always Betty White she's never Rose that's what's really funny to me because mm-hmm. Betty White is, is, is has been put into meme culture as well but she's she's just Betty White <laughs> I mean, she said important, but like, it, I mean, it's more so just, I, I don't know. She's, she's, she's up there with, uh, mm-hmm. as far as, um, being an entity, right? <laughs> like she's, she's just Betty White. Well, she had been in television since television started. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so she was actually like the most experienced on that set. Mm-hmm. For, for television programming. Whereas like B. Arthur and Estelle Getty were definitely um, more uh, stage oriented mm-hmm. for the for the longest time because they had done a lot of stage work, and you know Rue McClanahan also had a lot of TV experience, but not as much as Betty White. Betty White started in the 1940s mm-hmm. on television, 
again, when television started, when there was only basically one channel and it was only in certain parts of the U.S. and it only came on once a week for 40 minutes. Oh. So she started then. Wow. And so, yeah, so she, she was like, her, her experience on television outweighed everybody else's. And the funny thing is, you know, watching that that you had, that you had sent me, they, they talked at first about how Rue McClanahan and uh, Betty White were supposed to go the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, Betty White was going to be Blanche. And the funny thing is, is <laughs> so, but, but it talks about how, you know, they read for the other parts and they, they more fitted that way. The funny thing about Rose is, and it's one of my favorite episodes, is when Rose is talking about her her uh, deceased husband Charlie, and about <laughs> the episode where she talks about how they had sex every day. <laughs> they had sex every day before they went to bed, and and so she's talking about this, you know, at their usual like you know uh, uh, cheesecake, uh-huh. you know, sit around the table stuff, right? And so she says that. <laughs> And and uh, Blanche says, no wonder she missed that that man yeah. so much. <laughs> Just but, but Rose is like, Rose is like, and uh, well, the reason why, okay, with that episode also is when she's dating the other guy, mm-hmm. and she's worried he's going to die because that's how her husband did. He died during mm-hmm. sex, and so she's worried that the other guy will too. And I think I think one of them does have a heart attack or something yeah. while they're having yeah. sex, <laughs> and so that's why she's telling them about Charlie about how they had sex every day, mm-hmm. and that's when like Blanche is like, no wonder she misses that I, man so I remember much that, because that you know episode. Mm-hmm. She, she was thinking <laughs> with a married man, but, but so he didn't Rose, know, she didn't know he was married. That's what it was. That was funny. right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But 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 Rose, you know, being this supposed naive and innocent. She thought that was the way it was for everybody, mm-hmm. right? So for her, Blanche is a slut only because of the multiple partners, not the fact that she's having a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. For Rose, having the lot of sex is just a normal thing. It's the amount of partners, mm-hmm. you know, that, that Blanche has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if Blanche was married and had sex every day, Rose would be like, oh, yeah, that's the way it's supposed <laughs> to be, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that that's the funny part, too, is the multiple partners, but at the same time, you know they call her that, especially Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, you know, I just <laughs> there's a bunch of episodes where for Blanche will start to say something, and Dorothy literally smacks her in the hand, says, <laughs> and then she stops talking. <laughs> because you know, as the video said, after a while, Blanche kind of owns mm-hmm. that. It's like, okay, I'm the slut, so what? That means I'm you know, yeah, you know, more attractive and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, which is good. But I, you know, when I was watching it, I was in my twenties. Well, actually, I was in my teens when it was on okay. uh, in the mid-80s. And so, uh, you know, I, I watched it because it was funny, but I never really thought too much about it. But now I'm that age. I'm 53, which is was the average age of them when they were doing this. You know, Blanche and, and Dorothy and Rose were supposed to be in their mid to late mm-hmm. 50s when, they, when the show started. So now it's a lot it more. It's different. It makes much more yeah. sense to me. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. I, I totally love that they made this show because as a as a fifty three year old woman, there's a lot of things in that show that they, they bring out that is is happening to me. Um, the whole idea of, you know, I am leaving a profession that I've been in for, you know, twenty four years. When I move down to Key West, I'm gonna have to look for a job. Are they gonna wanna hire me at the age of fifty four? Right. Now, they do hire more and more people, right? more and more older people thank you mcdonald's they were like one of the first <laughs> but um but you know it's still one of those things where it's like how you know 
what kind of job am I going to to be able to get at my age of at the age of 54 mm-hmm. I'm obviously not going to be dancing on the bar at Coyote Ugly <laughs> it's not going to happen <laughs> but you know I definitely can you know do pretty much any other job that's on that mm-hmm. island but you know what's my competition you know mm-hmm. So those because Rose had to go through that, you know, when she's laid off from her job at the beginning of the of the you know the the show, yeah. and so you know, and then there's there's the whole you know going through perimenopause and all that kind of stuff, and you know just people looking at you different because you're you're starting to age. Mm-hmm. Um, they they because they do especially women. Yeah. Women are judged all the time, and they are even more judged as they get older, yep. and so it's it's you know. So I, I don't know. I look at it now from a different perspective, and actually, the show is even better now that I'm, I'm of that age. Mm-hmm. It's better. It's fantastic, and it holds up. That's the other thing. That show for sure holds up. There's some '80s stuff that's in there, but for the most part, I think it's all very. Uh, it, it holds up. Yeah, it was definitely. Um, now that I'm old enough to understand uh, sitcom mm-hmm. writing and things like that, um, it was definitely a, a, a damn good. You know, a well-written show. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And for me, I mean, like I didn't, I didn't identify with the women, but the they, they were like caretakers when I was in daycare that looked to mm-hmm. a little kid because you know you don't really know faces that well. Um, sure. Yeah. But some of my uh, some of the uh, ladies that worked at the daycare resembled, uh, you know the golden girls basically oh sure um, yeah one even like if i remember correctly she had like the same kind of haircut um mm-hmm. or hairstyle mm-hmm. whatever um so that to me it was almost like seeing my caretakers on tv that's the connection i made yeah and yeah so, so sure. it's kind of like what they were doing on tv was funny um i just kind of made that connection where it's like oh okay these the, the the people who are watching me while my mom's not and she's at work are the same people who are on TV. You know, I'm four, so you know. Right? right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, how is it now that you're older? Now that I'm older, and I and and the only thing it's not that I don't like it, um, but I have to sometimes I have to like Google some of the jokes yeah. or some of the some of the references. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, and, and it's funny because they, you know, Dorothy, of course, will say, because she's the witty one, so she'll mm-hmm. say something that's supposed to be smart and funny. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I feel stupid because I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> so I get to be Rose in that in that moment. Like, I mean, I know this is funny, but what yeah. are you talking about yeah. exactly, right? Sure, sure. So some of the, some of the references that, um, it's kind of like, you know, the Billy Joel, we did start to fire. Yeah, like, yeah. I know some of those things, yeah, but yeah. some of those, yeah, like, that goes over my head. I missed it. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the most part, for the most part, now watching it, um, at well, when I did watch, because I don't have cable anymore. But when I would see the reruns or whatever, they're on Hulu. Uh, I don't have Hulu. Oh. <laughs> you can use my login. Nobody else uses oh, okay. mine except me and Doug, so you can use it too. I'll send you my All right, login. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. So uh, when I would watch it as I got older, because um, it, it, it would come on. It would come on Lifetime, mm-hmm. and I'd watch that and Unsolved Mysteries back to back. I don't care, like, because <laughs> after after my I, man, after my uh, my morning cartoons would go off, mm-hmm. 
and I can only watch so many music videos because this is like the this is the early 2000s oh yeah yeah. Um, so, like, a bunch of things are shifting, which we've covered in other episodes. Yes, we have. <laughs> but um, at the time, I would watch the cartoons in the morning mm-hmm. or mid-morning. And then, like, by mid-morning, those would go off. I'd watch music videos for about an hour. And then that, that particular segment would go off. And it was like, all right, there's nothing else on. Fine. I'll watch the Golden Girls because they remind me of my caretakers when I was four. Right. And then after that, it would be Unsolved Mysteries, which I watched with my parents when I was also four yeah. <laughs> or five, whatever. So it's like it was more of like a nostalgia trip. Oh, sure. Um, and so I was familiar with like the different I was familiar with the characters and I knew like most of the jokes or most of the stories as far as like how how the show. I knew the beats. I knew yeah. how things would play out. Sure. But when I got older and I got a little bit more knowledge, now some of those jokes or some of the connections started to make more sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the only thing, there's still like certain jokes or certain references that they'll make and I go like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but that, those are like, those are less now. Yeah. Because I, I do know some of those references. Like, oh, okay, that makes more sense, right? Yeah. Um, And then some of the episodes where... Like they're they're really acting like uh, there's the one episode and it's it's sad but um, Dorothy's brother dies oh okay and then at the end of it um, Sophia like finally acknowledges like she her son her son passes away but the way that yeah. she delivers the line is like her baby is gone it's like that's heartbreaking yeah yeah and as somebody who that's why they all got golden I, globes all the time. Yeah. And well, Emmys. I, unfortunately, I know several people, several mothers who have lost their sons. Yes. So when I yes. saw that episode in particular, I was just like, that that hit me a lot different. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, especially so recently because we have, a, we have a, mm-hmm. an acquaintance, the two of us, that uh, has lost a son. Mm-hmm. 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 And that was heartbreaking. So, right. I mean, it's like, what Still do you... Is. <laughs> Right, exactly. So that definitely it hits different mm-hmm. when that's you know your experience. And again, and then, though, that's that's touching on something that not not every. I mean, in the eighties, in the it, it it was kind of a a thing that they did touch on that kind of stuff. But it doesn't seem like sitcoms mm-hmm. these days. From like the nineties on, sitcoms did not touch that stuff anymore. You will never find yeah. that kind of shit on Full House. You know, right. you just you just won't. I mean, it, losing a child, even though it's an adult child, it's still your baby. And so the the whole, you know having having that type of episode that's that emotional and that you know that touches on something that you know people do experience. That's that's really mm-hmm. I don't know. It's pretty progressive. You know, it's pretty oh, progressive yeah. just to have four women on a show talk about the thing you know aging and the things that they have to deal with. Much less you know talking about something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The one, yeah, definitely. Uh, they talked about. I did like how uh, there was an episode where I think Rose is like mugged or something, and then from that point on, she's like scared of everything. She wants to buy a gun. You know, she goes over the top as far as being scared. And finally, the three of them have to sit her down and talk to her about you. You can't let this control your life. 
Um, but the, the, but you know, and I'm I'm not doing it justice at all. But it's it's really a, a really good episode, especially for people who at you know who are seniors because that often happens. I mean, it happens with you know young people too. If my house got broken into, man, I'd be off the charts with trying to put all kinds of cameras around this place. You know, this place would be like secured. But if you're elderly also, or even you know, again, they were they were four women living alone. You know how how that's kind of tricky, right? So yeah. it just it was it was interesting the way they, you know, have to address that that you know you can't continue to live your life in fear because that doesn't help either. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. that was kind of a, a good thing to address as well. Well, it's also kind of like symbolic of like how the of the way of how uh, once you reach a certain age, mm-hmm. um, how pronounced like certain things can be yeah and how like you know you can be um i don't want to say manipulated but yeah, yeah you can yeah no manipulation sure. certain things yeah, yeah absolutely um mm-hmm. you know just that that very irrational fear of of the what if or the unknown and yes what that can drive you to do yes um you know, as we've seen, but again, that's a different podcast episode. So, uh, <laughs> I remember that one, and I remember her. I remember them, you know, sending her down. But she's like, you know, for me, like he's still in there. Yeah. You know, like he he it doesn't go away. Yeah. And just like how do you how do you get to that? How do you get through to somebody like that? Right. Um, who's who's that terrified? Or even um, she well, does get through it a, though. So that's that's good. She does. Yeah. Well, because of course, this, I mean, this is a 22 minute episode. She has mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, and it does have, you have to show, you know, that, that people can get through these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. the whole point of each and every episode is they do make it through all this stuff together. They are yes. a family. Well, because the, the one episode where there's the, the HIV scare oh, yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, from her operations. That, yeah, like that one. And I think, you know, knowing the history of this country and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that was written in response to the Ryan White. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say situation, but and I don't want to say event either, but it was written in response to what, what had happened to Ryan mm-hmm. White. Um, he was the, the 12-year-old, story. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was... He was 12 at the time. I yeah. think he was, yeah. So for yeah. those that don't know, um, Ryan White was a little boy who contracted AIDS through a blood transfusion. And before Ryan White, I mean, something good did come out of it. He even said mm-hmm. so himself before he passed away that if his life, if him getting AIDS can help people see that it's not just a homosexual disease, that anybody mm-hmm. can get it, uh, you know, through blood transfusions and stuff, because so little was known about it, then, then it's you know, then, then that's at least one positive thing that can come out of this. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, before that, yeah, people thought it was just homosexual males, uh, that mm-hmm. it was just a gay disease. Um, even mm-hmm. the president at the time thought it was a gay disease. Yeah, until his uh, his hero got it, who actually was yep. gay. Rock yep. Hudson was Rock gay. Hudson, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Before it was AIDS, it was GRID. It was gay-related immune yep. deficiency. Yep, exactly. And so with Ryan Ryan White's story, mm-hmm. that you saw the, the contradiction. Like, th- this is the thing with fear. It is irrational. So yep. you saw the contradiction where people were like, um, 
you know, I thought only homosexuals get it. Well, Ryan is not gay. Nope. He's also not. It was either homosexuals or prostitutes. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, Ryan's not having sex. He's 12. Yep. He's not gay. Um, and he got it through a blood transfusion. So there goes that argument. Right. Um, Ryan, Ryan is still a 12 year old boy at the time. So it's like, you know, even if your argument is going to be like he's sinful in nature, like he's 12, he, <laughs> he's going through puberty, like he's 12. What yeah. are you doing? Right. Yeah. So that was. Um, well, it, Blanche and part of it too is. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. The blonde, the the line that they give Blanche to say about how oh, it's yeah. not a bad person disease. God didn't send yeah. this to punish people, and right. her 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 saying that line gave me chills. It was beautiful. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like so obvious. You know, she says it mm-hmm. in such an obvious way. Like I can't believe you would even think that. That's so dumb. Mm-hmm. You know right. that that it just it it yeah that was it was great. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the way this country is structured mm-hmm. for it being Ryan White, for, for Ryan White to be who he was, mm-hmm. that was that brought the attention um, to him mm-hmm. you know, or, or to, to what was happening. You know, I, I wonder, though, and it's not anything against Ryan White or, or even his family or anything like that. Um, so please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. I know you're not, but I'm just saying anybody yeah. listening, don't misconstrue listeners, what I'm yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. But if Ryan was DeAndre mm-hmm. or Shaniqua, no, I was thinking the same the thing. Same attention. If he wasn't I mean? a white boy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if he was a, a, a person of any color other than that, mm-hmm. and that's not to take away from Ryan White, right? No, not at all. It's just that's the way this country operates. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know, if if it were a DeAndre Jones, for example, would that episode exist? Right. Or would they have the same kind of conversation? Because and I want to say yes, only because um, they did an episode about uh, immigration or illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. That's where Mario Lopez is on there. Mm-hmm. It's like and I had watched Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. So I was familiar with uh, with uh, Mario Lopez. And so when I see him on the Golden Girls, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know Slater. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have the conversation about. Um, you know him being there yeah. illegally and everything. So I wonder. And and they had they had it, other other uh, minorities too. You know where they they make it mm-hmm. a I don't know a normal thing for them to be friends with them that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I with everything that I just said, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would think they would a- attempt that episode. Mm-hmm. It just may be a little bit different. Obviously, we'll never know. The episode is 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 fine the way it is. It's just, you know, that's my my uh, over analytical brain going right. No, now. but it's 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 you know worth thinking about. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would hope that the the especially the head writer she she seemed quite. Uh, I guess she seemed in, yeah. in tune. Yeah, and so um, I, I even on the Golden Palace they mm-hmm. they have a, like a an episode where oh, they yeah. address oh. Yeah, um, the Confederate yeah, flag. That, yep, yep. <laughs> you notice how funny like th- mm-hmm. those arguments have not changed. I know at that's all. the thing that pisses me <laughs> off in a way too. Though it's like, oh my god, they were trying to bring this to the forefront in 1986. Mm-hmm. Or like it, it's it's hilarious. Or the like 90s a, on Fresh Prince, and, Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like the, those the arguments that um, you know people try to make. Because you're basically defending white supremacy when mm-hmm. you do this, I hope you guys know that. But anyway, 
um, when they're doing this, like you, you realize your argument has not changed since like 1863, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like with that, con- with a Confederate flag, <laughs> with a Confederate flag, or or just any any any, yeah. um, any argument that they try to make where they're like it's states' rights or oh my it's, god, it's states' rights to what? Or, states' right? rights or, for what? You know, <laughs> tell me exactly like what I've rights. But as I said before, like conservatism, or at least this brand of conservatism, is like you're not honest about what you're conserving. Yeah. And the those talking points have not changed since the eighteen yeah. since the eighteen sixties. Like, man, y'all doing the same shit? Seriously? How many times do I have to tell you? Come the fuck on. Yeah. Just saying. Exactly. But, anyway, uh, but again, you know, you say that now, and it's like, oh, they're going woke. It's like this was in the nineteen eighties and nineties, guys. Like, this is not new. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even in the seventies, uh, in the seventies, Mash be a mod. Like, well, Mash on. Mash had an episode where this guy came into you know the 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 unit, the hospital, right? And he said, "Don't give me mm. that black blood. If you have to give me blood, don't you know? Don't give me black blood." So of course, mm. you know, duh. Um, but they they the, I don't remember how the episode plays out, but it plays out to where you know um, the guy figures it out, and of course it's. You know, fine, but they they it was still them addressing the fact that you know somebody is racist, and they're coming in mm-hmm. and they have to have a blood transfusion because you know they've been blown to bits, but they don't want black blood because mm-hmm. for some reason it's different in any kind of way. <laughs> I mean, that's well, that's, part you know, they, of it is it's it's they, blood quantum laws. That's right. what they're addressing. The one drop rule: any if one drop of of black blood make, makes you black. And when, <laughs> Especially in this country, that that takes away uh, the your access to power. You no longer have mm-hmm. that, so you can be very fair skinned and the blonde hair and blue eyes. But because your great great grandmother or father was a Negro, you are now a Negro, which means you don't have access to all the things that white supremacy offers you. Right. That's what they're getting at, and that's how stupid it is. Yeah. Well, that's what they like, make it out. Like stu- how stupid right. Of that course, is. right. How stupid? <laughs> well, it's the same thing. And this. Well, and that's it's. It's not the same thing, but it's similar mm-hmm. to um, how people who are who are gay, um, especially with men, they can't um, they can't give blood transfusions because it's in response to the AIDS scare. But the problem, of course, with that is, is like one, you can lie about it. Mm-hmm. Two, <laughs> uh, two, it's like you're sitting up there dying, right? And you're not going to get any blood. Like the the person may be gay, sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they have. Uh, AIDS or HIV which is why when you see commercials of like prep and stuff like that they it's a throwaway line but they make it a point to say AIDS is higher among heterosexuals right they say that very like very plainly but the funny thing is they say that but the depiction is still between a same-sex couple which is usually a same-sex black couple that that cracks me the hell up that's weird because yeah. yeah see well you know and I, I remember when uh you know AIDS was discovered and all this kind of stuff and I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it because again I was a teenager and you know I had been taught to make sure that you use protection so you know having sex was you know and I I knew my sexual partners and all that kind of stuff too right but I never I didn't pay a whole lot of again a teenager not paying a whole lot of attention to something that probably won't affect me Unless, of course, and then, yeah, when the whole Ryan White, you can get it through blood transfusions, then everybody was like, okay, now we got to start going back through all the blood and test all the blood that's in the blood banks and all that kind of stuff. And then it was more like, oh, okay, but it was still an epidemic because, and then 
come to find out it's like oh yeah there it is more heterosexual because guess who are predominantly needle sharers <laughs> mm-hmm. for for intravenous mm-hmm. drugs not the mm-hmm. gay community <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and you know it, it so it was uh i don't know I, yeah, it's, it's just a such a but, it but is. these shows are addressing yeah which is great things, they right? should mm-hmm. right and I they think should. that's part of the reason why, especially like millennials, it's a both and. Um, yeah. You know, we grew up watching these things, mm-hmm. so it, it taught us a lesson. Yeah. But at the same time, because it ends in 22 minutes, it seemed like that lesson was over. We dealt with it. We're done with it. Right. So then when this thing pops up in the real world yet again, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. sitting up there running around confused like, oh, well, I thought this was over. You know, it's, this is done. We we did this at this point, so we don't have to do this anymore. It's like, no. No, we no, never. It, yeah. <laughs> it never really addressed, mm-hmm. you know, the, the actual problem or the cause of said problem. Politicians don't like, watch TV shows. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> the system so doesn't like, watch they, TV shows. It gets lambasted. Uh, they get lambasted on this uh, every other Saturday, it mm-hmm. seems. But it, um, you know, it gave the idea of like our watching it as a kid. Whomever's on TV is either our parents or, depending on their age, grandparents. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting, you know the secondhand experience of like, this is what they went through when they were our age, mm-hmm. but look at them now. Uh, you know, they're good now. Everything's fine. Like it's not perfect, but it's fine. Right. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're good with fine. So then you take that forward of like, okay, we're fine. We're, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but when things pop up, but well, those are the outliers, right? Yeah. That's on the fringe of society rather than, you know, rather than, you know, society itself so when certain things happen especially in the last couple of years now it's the wake-up call like oh no it's still like this because it's always been like this Mm -hmm. it's not on the fringe anymore it doesn't happen in a vacuum these are not isolated incidences and even if they were enough of them have occurred with enough rapidity that they're no longer isolated they don't happen in a vacuum right like they just they get they grow exponentially. It's like well shit. If this can happen and and there are no consequences or very little, then the next person can build on that, and we've seen that continue. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Just saying. And all of this was addressed on the Golden Girls. Yep. Just saying. <laughs> Thirty whatever years ago. I'm not gonna. I'm not exactly. gonna put like an exact date to that because you know it's actually more than that. <laughs> It's almost ah shush almost, yes it's almost it's, I'm gonna leave it alone I'm gonna leave that there but yeah almost yeah, yeah. well even, um <laughs> well and, and I don't know even with kind of picking backing off of that particular mm-hmm. part of the conversation they had a, a character who was gay in the, yeah. in the pilot yeah yeah um, Coco the house the housekeeper yeah Coco. Because I always thought that was weird because it's like every episode of the Golden Girls I saw, of course, it was in reruns. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just the four Golden Girls, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then I guess because, um, of course, Lifetime would play the series from start to finish or, or any like TV Land plays it from start to finish. Yeah. Um, but I, I apparently caught the pilot and... I'm like, well, who the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had who, I had forgotten about Coco also. Right. Well, mm-hmm. he was, he's never in the show after Mm-mm. that, right? So right. it was like, 
well, who's who's dad? I don't I don't ever remember him being part of the cast or and then of course he's never mentioned again. Now I know it's like oh he was in the pilot, but then they they changed um, uh, the character lineup or whatever, kind of wrote him out of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't I mean the show started in eighty four. I don't know if that was kind of in response to um, the AIDS epidemic because it was know. just starting yeah. in the, in eighty four. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, AIDS was. My understanding, AIDS was, well, it was grid like in like 1977, 79, because it, it just started, but then it became- Nobody AIDS heard about like, it until like 83, 84. Nobody heard about it like 80, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I then, didn't hear about it till Rock, Rock Hudson came out. Right. And then it like exploded throughout the rest of the, in, in like, I want to say like 84, 85. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So may, maybe, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm not the showrunner or, or writer on the show, but- right. Um, so there was that. There was one episode where um, they—it's not necessarily that they address, you know, race or racism directly, because mm-hmm. I think this is still, this is still at the time. You know, you're not even 20 years after Martin Luther King's assassination. Right. So there's the episode where Dorothy's son uh, is getting married to an older black woman. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Oh, and I can't remember her name. And I've seen that actress before um, on different stuff, of course, after the Golden Girls, because I saw her in the 90s, but I can't remember her name. Anyway, um, but they they slightly address it. Um, and they talk about some of the stereotypes um, and kind of make fun of the stereotypes. Um, and then and the only thing that, that bothers me is that they never followed up um, with that particular storyline like they get married at the end of it they don't show them getting married but um they go on with the wedding and um apparently she's pregnant Mm -hmm. but then they never like throughout the rest of the series like you never you never really see michael again there's one episode where they say they they they're talking about getting a divorce but you don't see um that actress again and you don't see the baby <laughs> right right like they never showed the child or anything. like they never cast the child they just they, my thing is that they never they never just followed up with that you probably like they got married yeah and, they didn't they didn't you know what i mean do you probably saw her on uh sanford and son okay her name is lynn oh, hamilton yes mm-hmm. oh yes lynn hamilton she was that, on that was... the waltons and she was on sanford and son uh she dated mm-hmm. uh fred sanford uh she became she his played, um she became his uh girlfriend did she played uh lorraine i think that was mm-hmm. her name was the was the character's name she ca- she played her mother i believe okay if we're talking about the same person uh she plays donna harris uh, on Sanford and Son. Okay. And she. It's she, been a while since I've seen Sanford. Yeah, and, Son. and she she dates uh, Fred Sanford. Okay. Uh, hmm. They they, they age watch. her. They age her uh, further in in Sanford and Son because that's you know much a little bit further back than Golden Girls. Right. Uh, hmm. So they okay. age her for that. Because uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did. That was in the seventies. She okay. is she's like a landlady, but she kind of dates Sanford. Um, she's in the, quite a few mm. episodes, but that was nineteen seventy-two. Okay. When she would have been fifty. She was born in nineteen thirty. 
Oh wow. Hold on. Is she still she living? Trudy. Huh? Uh, is she still living? Let me check. As far as I can tell, yeah. There's at IMDb. There's no uh, death date. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Death date. Go ahead. Hey. Um. Yeah. So I. I she plays uh, Trudy on Golden Girls. Trudy. Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, that was Lorraine's mother. Was it Lorraine's mother? So yeah. he's he's marrying somebody named Lorraine. Because I don't, yeah. I don't see another African American woman for that episode. It's um, cause well, cause it was Lorraine's family came to the house, and that's where, um, the Golden Girls. Ah, uh, okay. Like, Rosalind Cash. Rosalind Cash. Rosalind. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then so she was on. Ooh, she was on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. She was on Lois and Clark. She was mm-hmm. on Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel Air, Knott's Landing, A Different World. She played Dean Hughes on A Different World. That's probably where you might have seen her. that. Yep. And she played Green on China, China Beach. Ah, oh, I wish I could find. I want to watch China Beach. I love that show. <laughs> I did. I love that show. That was a, that was a good mm-hmm. Vietnam show. Better than Mash? No, I'm just kidding. Or no, well, Mash was uh, Korean War. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Ah, I messed that up. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so Rosalind, <laughs> Rosalind Cash. Yes. Yes. Um, she. Um, I just wondered where, or I, I would have liked to have seen just, just even if it was even a whole episode or just yeah. a quick follow up of like, because they had that episode where they met or where we, I guess, meet them as a couple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's another episode in like a later season where. Uh, Michael, yeah, that was Dorothy's son name. They, he says that him and Lorraine are getting a divorce or have gotten divorced. I can't remember, but um, and maybe that's supposed to be like the end of the relationship. But then in air quotes, I suppose. Oh yeah. But she's pregnant in the episode, um, or pregnant in the episode that they meet. They find out like she just discovers she's pregnant or whatever. Mm. So you know, for them maybe in later seasons if they just kind of followed up you know see the baby kind of a thing because the one thing i did like is um it kind of showed your adult children can have a relationship with you know uh older parents or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like you know because they still need you yeah oh yeah um so i did kind of like that where um they're either their immediate children or like their nieces or nephews or whatever would show up Mm -hmm. um every so often um, and that was the other thing too. Like uh, we never saw Dorothy's brother, but they would always make jokes about him because I guess he was a crossdresser or whatever. Um, but we never we never saw him, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, or uh, Blanche's sister, uh, she had two or three sisters or something like that. We just saw Virginia. Mm-hmm. I remember that because she always, for some reason, and I know she's not. But she always just like reminded me of Stevie Nicks. Doesn't look anything like Stevie Nicks. Maybe it's her attitude or maybe the voice. But for some reason, every time I saw her, I'm just like, she's giving me Stevie Nicks vibes. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. Just I, Stevie I, Nicks. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, but um, where's I going with all that? Oh, family members. Um. We would, they would always mention them, and we, I guess, we'd see the ones that they would talk about the most. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they made it seem like they had a, a, a sizable family, right? 
or at least at least two or three siblings. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. And plus, the one thing that that really cracks me up, and I think I've noticed this where now that we can stream everything or everything's being played, you know, simultaneously. Um, yeah. It was a lot different when it was week to week. And then you had that break in the summer when the season ended. But now, of course, since the show is over and you can binge it if you want, mm-hmm. you notice that several actors play different characters throughout the series. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they do that on WKRP also. Yeah. They where you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. I think they just have contract players and they use them mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was because the, the guy who plays Miles... Uh, who becomes Rose's boyfriend mm-hmm. also played Artie, who was Rose's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I was like, wait a minute, isn't that the same guy? Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. playing this, you're basically why playing not? the same character. It just changed your name. Like, okay. why, Man, not? why not? Why not? You know, why not? Um, so I thought that was funny. And um, I liked. Sophia always cracked me up. The character of Sophia always cracked me up because since she was, of course, the oldest one character wise, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she was the grandmother. So yeah. she was always, and she reminded me, as far as her attitude, her spunk mm-hmm. was kind of like my grandmother. So I, I, I kind of like superimposed oh, sure, yeah. my grandmother onto Sophia, right? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that it, for for a little kid, since these are older women, they remind you of your grandparents. Um, and if you have a good relationship with your grandparents, like at least I did, mm-hmm. um, that kind of like endeared them more. Because well, sure. you could, you know, you could see, for me, it's like I could see like my caregivers, I call them my caregivers because they weren't teachers, but anyway, the, the caregivers mm-hmm. at the daycare or even my, my grandmothers, I could see them on screen. Right, like I can see right. them doing those things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think that's why I like the show still. Because it, I mean, it definitely reminds me of my childhood. But also, it, I mean, it, it it has, you know, fond memories of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people that I grew up with. Oh, sure. So. Well, I think, I think the characters are relatable uh, for mm-hmm. everybody. At least one character out of those four ladies um, is definitely relatable. I think they made them their their personalities uh, independent enough and unique enough, but at the same time, you know, you know, as a writer, you have to have a character that is is relatable because you know there are different types, so you have to have a type. And by having the naive one, the slutty one, you know, the the strong, witty one, and the grandma one, the spunky grandma one, mm-hmm. that touches everybody. And, it, you know, everybody can relate to at least one of them. Whether, mm-hmm. like you said, whether it's through, you know, caregivers, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, or just the lady that you know that lives down the street, the woman that you work with in the office, you know, the teacher that you might have, that kind of stuff. I think I think they did a really good job of making them very relatable. I've watched sitcoms where I didn't relate to anybody. And I didn't watch those sitcoms very long after that. Just because it was like, ah, I don't know these people, you know. Uh, and and when I when I said also that it still holds up, I think it does in that respect too, as far as the characterization, um, because like now I can watch, 
I can watch Friends and it's like it's ridiculously cringy. It's like it's like <laughs> these are the most spoiled fucking people on the planet. I can't believe I sat there and watched this, but you know, at the time it was what it was. But you now, now looking back, of course, through a 2020 lens, it's a little bit different. But the funny thing is, is those people I did that those weren't the kind of people I hung out with. They weren't relatable to me. It's a funny show still. I'll defend Friends in the respect that Chandler's jokes are really funny and two characters do change. The rest of them don't, which kind of makes it endearing in a way too, but at the same time. But they're not they're not as relatable. Uh as I'm, I think maybe the, the women on Golden Girls. It's better writing, for sure. And I think that's mm -hmm. part of it. Like, I can't watch Seinfeld. I could never watch Seinfeld even back when it was on. Because I didn't yeah. relate to any of those idiots. They, it just, it turned but, me off. They yelled at each other constantly. Yeah. They whined worse than friends. There was, like, no warmth to it. It was terrible. Like, Seinfeld was never, and I guess maybe I was too young, but even even when I got older, it's like Seinfeld's not funny. No, it's not. It's, it's not just, funny to me not. at all because there's no warmth to it. At least with Friends, there's warmth. Friends has kind of almost the same message, tries to put the same message that Golden Girls does, that your family doesn't have to be related to you. Your family is who you are, you know, who you trust the most. And so, you know, that group of friends, they trust each other, they love each other, that kind of stuff. So their family, same way with Golden Girls, right? They, they say that almost in every episode, that this is family, you know, that they are family. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that helps because with Seinfeld, it's like, wow, I just, if I knew you, I would punch you and then move because I would not <laughs> be able to handle you because they're, they're terrible. And I didn't think it was funny. A lot of people are like, well, that's what makes it funny. No, that, that's what makes it no. terrible. I'm glad it went off right. the air. That was a waste of space, you know. But there's been, and I, but I think with Golden Girls, it definitely, and and their situations are relatable because a lot of their situations aren't necessarily middle-aged women specific, you know. Right. Yeah. That you know, again, with you know the whole AIDS thing, that wasn't that wasn't middle-aged woman specific. Um, mm -hmm. When they when they go to the the homeless shelter and stuff, that's not middle-aged woman, mm -hmm. white woman specific. That that episode really um the first time i saw mm -hmm. that i that one really got got to yeah. me because um the uh, uh sophia's friend ida mm -hmm. and yes. she she seems like the very you know wise old mm -hmm. woman type character mm -hmm. but she you know even sophia is supposed to be the wise old woman and she's still learning something even at right. her age I which really actually that. that's that's yeah that's a that's another you know uh not just an old woman kind of thing you know, well, the episode with Sophia and and her her uh, friend that she meets on the bench, and come to find out yep. he's got Alzheimer's. That one that one kills me too, because again, yeah. that's not that you know that might be an older person's problem, but that's everybody's older person problem. Alzheimer's yeah. can hit anybody. I mean, it's it's yeah, that's my, and it's how sad it is. Yeah, my well, my father-in-law, Doug's dad. Yeah. And, and my, it, my grandmother had, had dementia, too, and then she had a stroke and passed away. But she was mm -hmm. she got to the point where she couldn't sign checks. She didn't know how to write her own name anymore. Uh, and she was 83. Mm, so that and, episode is, is, you know, it touches everybody. I, when I worked at the bank, the particular branch I worked at, mm -hmm. a lot of the clientele was older. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was kind of... Well, depending on who they were, because sometimes they were just old crotchety bastards. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you can go. But uh, some of them, I was just like, it, it was kind of heartbreaking to see yeah. 
to watch where your mind is betraying you. Yes. Right? Yes. Because like, that's yeah. terrifying. Like, you can't even trust your own thoughts. It is right? terrifying. Or, yeah. right? Like, I've watched people um, deteriorate, sadly, as you can't do anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it how infuriating it is that you can't write your name or that you you know your 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 son or daughter has to be in charge of your account because yeah. you forgot that you withdrew money or deposited money or or you know you think you're filling out a withdrawal slip and you're writing on a brochure or, or you know what i mean just yes. mm-hmm. those kinds of i think one thing with the Golden Girls is that it taught me empathy for older people. Ah, that's a oh, very good. Yes, yes, I mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I hadn't thought about that, but yes, you are correct. Yeah, I would agree mm-hmm. with that. It did for me too, because yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a teenager when I'm Just, watching it. So for me, it's like, oh, whoa, okay, my mm-hmm. grandparents are getting up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, well, especially like as a kid, you know, kids are self-centered because mm-hmm. we're kids. Like sure. our, our world mm-hmm. is, is obviously expanding as we get older. But, right. but still you know, around us. Not, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're not really thinking outside of yourself or, or you, well, you're not thinking outside of yourself as a child. And then when you get older, you it moves, it expands to maybe siblings if you have them and, and mm-hmm. definitely your parents because you depend on them. Yes. Um, but the idea that you know, when people are older, it's so far away. It's so far yeah. removed, yeah. right? Where, like, I remember <laughs> I was 30 at the time, and there was, I was at my friend's wedding, and one of his nieces was, like, 12. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how old are you? I was like, I'm 30. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's so old. And I was uh, like, yeah, I used to think the same thing, yeah, kid. Yeah, sure we did, yeah, sure right? did. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and, and like, also to watch to watch these women address those things. You know, like, like mm-hmm. I said, when Rose, when Rose loses her job, and she's like, I don't know where I fit now. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm going to do because I'm a widow, but Charlie didn't leave me any money. And I, I now I don't have a job. I'm in my mid fifties. Who's going to hire me? And then as as time goes, and they each you know progress further into age and stuff over the next couple of years, you know, Sophia's saying she forgets things, and you know how, and being able to express how that feels mm-hmm. helps. I think for for the rest of us, as in like, wow, is my is my my grandma never tells me that she feels that way, but I wonder if she does. If she does mm-hmm. feel that that way, but you know, just doesn't just doesn't talk about it, you know. Yeah, well, and so I I, I that like episode, that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that episode hit me where she's she's like, I can't lose yes. my, my husband again. Yes, again. I can't do that yes. again. Yeah. yeah, and and to see like their reactions, mm-hmm. especially like Blanche, because she's always like carefree or whatever. Right. But to see her reactions to to some of Sophia's lines or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. that makes it that that's what I think part of the reason why um, that line in particular and then the line where she said her baby's gone to yeah. see Blanche Blanche the character Blanche's reaction to that mm-hmm. of just how much that hurts yes um, definitely that helped me really empathize with people who are older and be more patient with people who are older because yes. mm-hmm. as a kid I'm like old people are mean and <laughs> they don't like kids and mm-hmm. they you know, I mean, I'm not wishing death on them. Or they want too much. Like you know, they they want to yeah, talk to me like too they, much. They don't know, understand I have a life yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. But then it's like, it's watching that. It's going, well, 
they're getting yes they're older mm -hmm. but like they they still want um you know to have a relationship mm -hmm. or to be seen and, and and another thing is that they're relevant you know, so, <laughs> They're still relevant, mm -hmm. yeah. Because Sophia's like, you know, you have to have a reason to get up in the morning. Yes, you have to I have a reason. Mm -hmm. You have to have a reason to to live, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so much of it, unfortunately, with getting older, isn't isn't just about getting wiser, but it's about losing things. Yeah, right? that's because she said you lose your hearing. My you father in law your said eyesight. that. My uh, mm -hmm. Doug's dad said that he a couple years mm -hmm. ago uh, when he was starting to to have problems with dementia and stuff. And he's, mm -hmm. you know, he couldn't drive anymore. And he said, I just, I feel like every day something's taken away from me. I just, mm -hmm. there's, there's, I, I, I don't gain anything anymore. I just lose mm -hmm. it. And that just, mm -hmm. that broke my heart. But that's, that's exactly what, you know, Sophia said. So if you're, if people aren't around older people to be able to see this for themselves, you know, that is a, a good thing, you know, to, to be able to, to to have that show express because it's it's mm -hmm. you know old people aren't they don't want to be burdens and they don't want to tell you all their you know obviously some do we joke about you know people who are like you say hi and they immediately tell you all their woes but also there's mm -hmm. something to that too is who's listening to them that yeah. that if you say something and then they dump all over you well maybe they really need that because maybe they don't have somebody that listens to them about it you know, mm -hmm. and then, but, 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 you know, like in my family, my, my parents don't tell me what's going on with them as far as like, you know, how, how they're feeling about aging, how they're doing any of that kind of stuff. They're setting a good example about how to age gracefully. Your parents are too, but mm -hmm. they, they won't express, Hey, I just, I feel like, you know, like I'm, I'm slipping. Now me, on the other hand, I'm telling everybody I'm 53 years old and I know me and my friends are starting to feel it. I can't multitask like I used to. My job requires as a teacher, a whole lot going on, especially with middle school. I feel like my, my, I feel like my transmission slipping because I can't, I can't keep all the balls in the air the way I used to. I have to set some down and focus on just a couple. Because I can't, because I'm 53, and that's a normal thing, come to find out. But back when my parents were in their 50s, they never said a word about it. But now that I talk to my mom, she's like, oh, are you kidding me? She's like, I, I, I felt like it all the time. I, I was depressed sometimes because I felt like I couldn't keep up, you know, with everybody. And then come to find out when she was about 60, she walked out of her job. Just packed up her oh, stuff wow. and left a note basically saying, fuck you, and walked out. And I was like, ha ha, you're my hero. I wish I would have known it's that. Literal, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, basically. I love it. Basically. And I, I was like, it. oh my God, I wish I would have known that, Mom, because, you know, here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, so I don't feel so bad about quitting next year because I, I can't, <laughs> I can't keep this up. Teachers that stay in, in teaching until they're 65, how the fuck do you do that? You must only teach one grade, and you must teach the same subject you've taught for 50 years, and you probably don't have, you know, four different grades going on like I do. You probably don't teach a tested year, and you probably, you know, hand out worksheets, because I can't imagine doing anything else. Because the wow. uh, trying to get all the lesson plans together, and then making sure that I follow all the state laws, and then I do all this for special ed, I do all this for ESL, I just, I can't. I can. I've got one more year in me, and that's it. I can't do it after that. It's too much. Because they weren't doing all of that when that they could started. Be. Is why that could yeah. be. And those that, that are is... doing all that, kudos. 
you know, yeah. kudos that you can still do all that because I'm 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 ready for a change. I can't. I don't want to do this anymore. And well, uh, but here's I the know, funny thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, with teachers, Dorothy was a substitute yeah, teacher. She was. she was doing all of that yep. in the 80s. Yep. But I do remember a couple we episodes her talking, yeah, about how difficult it was, you know, for mm-hmm. her also because it's a lot of work. And it's yep. it, after a while it's like I just can't keep this up now. I talk, you know, I'm a teacher, but my friends aren't, but they're all struggling with the same thing. Their jobs are too high pressure. By the time we get to our age, our transmissions are slipping, meaning I'm not as fast as I used to be. I don't go into gear that fast. I can't react that fast. I will overreact where I never used to either. You send me an email and I might have to sit there and you're not going to get a response back because if you do, it's going to be just basically fuck you because I have no idea what you're talking about this email. So I have to calm myself down. And I know that comes with maturity, but there was a time I, I would have been able to read into that email or that conversation without a problem. And I would have been able, you know, but I talked to all of my friends and they're, you know, that are my age and they're all having that same problem, every single one of them. And so it's very common, but my parents never told me they felt like that in their 50s. You know, now, like I said, now they do. Oh, yeah, I felt like that in my 50s. It was terrible. Oh, it'd be, I'm glad to know that. <laughs> because, yeah, it's, 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 aging is a thing. And I think that show really, really helped with that. Yeah, but that's what millennials and older Zoomers, we call adulting, right? Mm-hmm. I was actually talking mm-hmm. to my mom the other day, and, um, I was just she was asking you know how things are going and mm-hmm. I you know told her you know everything that was going on. Yeah. And it's like yeah, I remember you told me it's like when I was little it's like don't rush to get older you won't like it. Yeah. It's like I can't wait to be big I can't wait to be grown you can't tell me what to do it's like you rush to grow up you won't like it and here we are. It's you like, are yeah, right. This is trash. Your mom is wise. She I is to- right. I told her it's like yeah you were right like mm-hmm. mothers usually are yeah. so She's yeah right. she was right like I don't like it you know granted nobody saw a pandemic happening but even right. if it didn't like you know. Yeah, like well, it's still trash. and there's there's good parts to it, of course. There are of good course, parts to not, adulting. There are no absolutes. No. Of course, there are no absolutes. That's the only absolute. Not all bad, not all good. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only absolute. Is there are no absolutes? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there's there's good parts to adulting. But the the thing is, yeah. is you know. Uh, being able to talk about it though that's why i do i talk to i talk to my students i'm trying to be extremely open about you know that this aging process because i think without it without you know discussing this then people think they have different they have misconceptions about mm-hmm. what you know how it is when you age now everybody ages differently everybody has different attitudes toward it. i'm trying to have a really good attitude toward it but you know there's some physical stuff happening me with me shout out to everybody going through perimenopause it fucking sucks and i hear you ladies <laughs> trust me i do but at the same time the rest of my 50s so far have been great and i'm you know I'm, because i do like i will say this i do like the wisdom that i have gained recently but here's the other thing about people in their 50s, especially women when they get in their 50s. I'm to the stage now where I don't give a fuck about people's feelings sometimes. I really don't. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of your nonsense. <laughs> I'm tired, you know, people I'm tired of people's nonsense. I'm tired of their their shenanigans. I don't have time for this. I'm too old for this shit. I want to go have a good time and not worry about your sorry ass. Period. I'm tired of your prejudices. Grow up and realize that the world is diverse. God, I don't understand how people can't do that. 
I'm, I just, I don't have, I don't have time for nonsense anymore. And I'm not going to tolerate yeah. it. I'm not going to tolerate the bullshit at work anymore. It's, I'm, I'm done. And that's been a very liberating thing this, this year. Slowly but surely, I'm getting even more liberated from it. To where I can look at my yeah. boss and say, hey, guess what? We have PD on April 22nd. I'm not going to be here. I'll go ahead and put it in now. Why aren't you going to be here? Do you honestly think it pertains to me in any kind of way? <laughs> I guess not. Well, there you go. So I'm, I've gotten to an age where it's like, no, I'm not going to deal with nonsense. I will talk. I will speak up. I will tell you you're full of shit. I'm going to, you know, because I'm, I'm over it. And that's, that's a very mm. nice thing wow. because I'm, I'm, I'm getting to an age where it does not matter anymore. I'm not in my 20s, 30s, 40s looking to boost up my career. I'm, I'm, I'm winding down. So I like that part a lot. But that's the thing. You get bold in your old mm -hmm. age. I like that. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? What are, you gonna, what? What why, are you gonna do? Why exactly. are you a sexist motherfucker? Why are you a racist yeah. or, motherfucker? What is your problem? But, Who hurt you? Go beat them up. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of this. It's like, yeah, it's like it, I honestly, and I think maybe that's part of it too. Watching the Golden Girls or watching, mm -hmm. and, and and I guess being an old soul too is like I I kind of gravitate towards old older people. Mm -hmm. Well, with that is like. Some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth, like it surprises people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I can and see I just that look for at, sure. I look at them like, what? Like, yeah, what? what? You know? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> I said glad. what I said. I am so I glad that, you, that you've got that already. I really do. I, I wish I would have had that it, in my thirties. I really I mean, do. Well. Here's the well, the trade-off, of course, is I didn't have the wisdom to know when to use it. So, oh, like when yeah, I right. when I did when I was younger, it's it's still you know, because sometimes I would do that to my mm -hmm. parents, and they have to remind me that they're my parents. So oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, oh, can't sure, do that. there's that. Yeah, there is that. But, you, got, you can't get you know, too big for your britches. Exactly. That's for sure. But <laughs> it came in handy mm -hmm. when I had to tell my managers about themselves when oh. I worked at the bank. Oh I'm yeah. Just like, I'm not your child. I don't know who you're raising up on, but I'm not the what. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just not. You know, <laughs> I like that, that phrase. Not, we, that phrase is awesome. I'm not one of your kids. Mm. So if you have, you can say what you need to say, mm -hmm. and I will correct you where you need correcting. Yeah. Because you were coming at me entirely wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm not one of your kids, so you do not stand up on me and point your finger at me as oh. if I'm going to just do mm -mm. do X, Y, Z. Mm -mm. Sorry, bitch, you got the wrong one, and mm. I will fucking cut you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Oh, I like the, that. Mm -hmm. I pride myself on not being, like, the stereotypical angry black man, but I am from Flint, Michigan, and the Flint, Michigan will come out quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick. Um, I have like, to quick. say. I don't. I have to say, I do, I do kind of use that, too. Because, you know, yeah. I, I taught at Flint Community Schools for four years. I taught at Northern for four years and, mm -hmm. and, and Northwestern. <laughs> so on occasion, yeah. there will be a, a, a child, you know, mm -hmm. who's like, oh, you know, we ran that sub out, ha, ha, ha. And then they're like, oh, Miss Chase, you know, and the, have you ever seen anything worse? Are you kidding me? <laughs> mm -hmm. Y'all are like, are you serious? I taught at Flint. Everybody have you ever talk about Will Smith and Everybody talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. It's like, Will Smith's from Philly. Yeah. Every so often, that Philly will come out. That's sure, it. sure. Whitney Houston was from Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> Every so often, Camden comes out. Janet, Michael, uh, mm -hmm. Latoya, Rebe, all, all, of, all of the rest of, of Santa's reindeer are from Gary, Indiana. Okay? <laughs> Gary, they, they, Indiana. All right? Like, you, you want to <laughs> fuck around with them. Like, 
you could mm. even with all the plastic surgery, it's mm-hmm. like there's a look that runs oh, in sure. your family that when they when they give that look, you know what's up. Yeah, I was I was like, I was born in Flint too. I did live there until mm-hmm. I was what? six, and then I did just move back. And then just being being a teacher, which by the way, I, I've said this before, and I will say it again. And I tell people at the school I work at now, which I've worked at for eleven years, and I tell them actually my favorite parts of teaching were when I taught in Flint, because I felt like it was much more authentic. I felt like I was actually doing something, like like mm-hmm. like the you know the students needed me. You know, I and I needed them, and it was it was a great experience, and I I would not trade that for the world. Actually, I would have taught uh, in an inner city. This when I moved here, it's just too far away. I can't drive to downtown Dallas every day. But I actually wanted to. I would have preferred it rather than a suburban school, only because I feel like there's there's a level of respect, but there's also a level of stop this bullshit line, and I like that line, where I can look at a student and say, "Are you are you shitting me?" seriously mm-hmm. and then they they curve back and tell me the truth and i like that better you know i i don't i don't at this school this this school i've gotten soft and i hate that so much <laughs> to where it's like i just sit there and i and but then you know the first the first couple years that i taught there at this school that i'm at it was funny because i would hear teachers going oh my god those sixth graders the worst children on the planet and i'm like seriously have you never been outside Carrollton, texas because honestly, <laughs> you have no idea. When I started at this one school that will remain nameless, but the school that I met you at, Byron, that first year, mm-hmm. that ninth grade that I had, I had 45 kids in that room. Mm-hmm. And I was new to that type of environment. So, of course, I was a little nervous because <laughs> I had never taught in that kind of environment. I learned very quickly what it's based upon, and that was fine. It was great, and I flourished. I loved it. But that first, <laughs> with all those kids and them rolling out of the coat closets, and you know, I got punched <laughs> because I stepped yeah. between two of them. And <laughs> but they I both apologized, that. and I'm mean, just it was it was a wacky first year for sure. But I survived it, <laughs> and actually, I was I was I they they endeared themselves to me, and I'm pretty sure they all liked me too. You know, back and forth, and it was great. This school, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, y'all are like. You're killing me how, one, boring you are. These kids are so boring. <laughs> like, they don't even talk. Like, I don't I don't get any talking from them. One, I think they're scared of me, which is bad. You know, but I'm, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to have them do what they do to other teachers. But what gets me are the other teachers. And I think that's where my 50-year-old, this is some bullshit, is starting to come out. Because mm-hmm. I, I, had, I had great teachers who were very good mentors at the the schools in Flint that I worked at because you know one of them looked at me and said why do you assign all that shit you going to grade it no well, then why do you assign it <laughs> and she said and if you feel like you have to assign it just to have them do something just throw it away you only have to grade what you want to grade and i was like oh that's brilliant right? thank you, you say that loud. thank like, you oh, yeah. thank you <laughs> it takes that that, that outside of like and that was that was uh i think that was at uh northern that woman told me that i had been doing too much at at the other school (laughs) i almost said it by accident (laughs) uh i've been doing too much at that other school come to find out because you know and then when i got to flint community schools they were like you you know you don't have to do all that 
take the good ones, you know, take the ones that you think are the most important and then just toss the other stuff away. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I had, I had this one teacher, her name was Jackie. I loved Jackie so much. Jackie never went to professional development ever. Every time we had a professional <laughs> development day, this was at Northern and I was like, okay, so am I going to see you tomorrow? She said, I'm not going to that horse shit. <laughs> and I said, okay. And she goes, no, someday you'll figure it out. You'll figure out to save all your sick days for PD days. Because that way you don't feel, and honestly, God, that way you don't feel guilty for being sick and having to get a sub because subs are hard to come by. And then if you skip the PD days, then that's a really nice day for you. Because, <laughs> again, guilt-free. You don't have to have lesson plans for it. You don't have to worry about a sub, none of that stuff. And guess what? That's exactly what I do now. As I take all the PD days off, and then that way my colleagues don't have to sub for me. I don't have to worry about sub plans, none of that stuff. It's great. I think that's why Dorothy was always, I don't know if she's my favorite, but since a lot of my teachers were, were women, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe not as old as Dorothy, quote unquote old as Dorothy, but um, it definitely as far as the attitude, and obviously she was supposed to be smart. And teachers are supposed to be smart. Yeah. Um, I always superimpose my teachers with, with Dorothy, her being a teacher. Um, yeah. The one thing that it also kind of helped was as a kid, you know, I always thought like once you reach a certain age, you kind of just know it. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not even sure what it is, but you just know it. <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, at some point, something's just supposed to click mm -hmm. and. Oh, I wish you're, you're an adult now. You just you I just go. But the, as I got older and watching the Golden Girls, it's like they're still figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Even in even in mm -hmm. their fifties, we like you know Dorothy had normalcy for thirty eight years, and then her husband cheated on mm -hmm. her and left. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do with that? The other girls they um, died. Their spouses yeah, died. Yeah, their husbands mm -hmm. died. Yeah. Like, so what do you do after now, that? Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, how do you like, as you said earlier, how do you stay relevant? How do you yeah. how do you find your place um, once life kind of like gives you a hit upside the head a little bit like mm -hmm. there? So what it helped me understand is that there is no magic age yeah. where you just know it. Yeah. You no, know, you have not. to figure it, you figure it out, but it's an ongoing process. Yeah, because <laughs> it changes. It is yeah, not exactly. a thing. It's, it changes because it changes for every stage in your life. Because now for me, figuring out it is leaving this this job because I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Because, again, my transmission's slipping and I leave it to the younger people. And the way the education is in this country, I can't take it anymore. It's, it's, it's terrible. And I want to do something else. So for me, that's, that's the it. I have discovered it. The, the it is I need to do something else with my life. I can't. I'm not going to do this until I'm 65. Holy crap. I'd kill somebody, you know, preferably not me, but you know, you never know. Right. And so or I, the kids, like, or the yeah, kids, put that as disclaimer. It's not yeah. their fault. Well, yeah. cause it's not their fault. They're kids. <laughs> of course. And, and right. they're, they're kids and the kids aren't the part that's ever bothered me. The kids have always been actually, you know, the easy part because again, mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, but I get along with kids usually pretty fine. And I, I just, I don't know, but um, yeah, so it, it will change. You know, in your 20s, you're looking at your career. That's what it is. How, how am I going to get there? In your 30s, you're building that even more or maybe changing careers, whatever. So it's different for everybody, and it's different, you know, as your, your age goes on. Unfortunately, I have to stop us today.
Oh yeah, well yeah, we need need to uh, wrap yeah. up anyway because it's, it's like been an hour. Yeah, and and my yeah. my <laughs> Doug's got the noodles ready <laughs> for spaghetti, ah, and I have to hey. pee so bad like I don't. Oh well, do. of course, all the time spaghettis. <laughs> oh oh, you can. We'll end it with Sophia and her pasta. Yes. She's always cooking pasta. She always was cooking pasta. That's true. That's yes. true. Oh gosh, now I'm gonna have to go start that <laughs> series again. Uh, I'm finishing up WKRP, which, by the way, you know, as you know, because you sent me a link also to to Tim Reed talking about you know a specific episode, but they they did you know mm -hmm. touch on some things a couple times, um, you mm -hmm. know, also because again that was also in the early '80s when the '80s you know yep. they sitcoms did try to touch on this stuff, you mm -hmm. know. But all right, well, uh, yeah. let's let's talk about the the music. Well. Hmm, I wonder, I don't think it'd be an issue, but you know, maybe if I just play a clip of Thank You For Being A Friend as the music that plays in and out of this episode. Sure. I wonder. I'm going to do well, it. Well, you I know mean, what? Really, Actually, like... as long as, I think, I mean, I've done it as long as you, you credit who it is. You know, obviously, yeah. especially in the do it verbally, we can do that verbally, and then you can also do it in the episode description. You just, you know. Yes. Yeah, and make sure that the, that person sources. gets cite the sources. Make sure they get full credit for it. Because yeah, we didn't. This song is too good. This I I did not create this song, and uh, I've You're been right. singing this song forever. I I love it. Um, you know, everybody <laughs> likes this song, and I sang it already when we talked about theme songs. Yes, I've sung the song. In our Mondo Green. <laughs> yes, I mean, when, with, with that car attack, I'm telling you. <laughs> so uh... <laughs> and the car attack would say the, yes. <laughs> That's funny. I, every time I say it, I, I just hear my mother like the card attached. Like she has her teeth. Yeah, like, the card attached. It's like, yeah. The card, the card attached. attached. Like you big say. dummy. I like <laughs> card attack. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, yes. And the card attack would say thank you for being a friend. Which of I mean, course, Mondo Greens aren't uh, logical. Yes, but <laughs> damn, they're they're funny. Yes, they are. We have to do another one of those. But anyway. Yes. Uh, um, tell us so, about your music, yes. though, also, because I, it no. is someplace else, and it's been in all our other episodes, so talk about your music real quick. <laughs> well, um, not on this episode, but every other episode, mm -hmm. you can listen to Square One from my debut album, Square One, mm -hmm. which you can find. I'll put a link in the description for that, but you can find that anywhere you listen to music. Um, it's on my Spotify and, list. Yes, mm -hmm. which... Um, I need to actually make one of those because I'm going to put it on my phone and actually take it to the gym when I work out. Oh, Normally my God. How do you deal with yeah. it? How do you live without well, Spotify? The... Oh, my God. I would live. I would not YouTube. live with. I, yeah, but Spotify is so much easier. It, uh, it is for, for working out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah a wireless but... earbuds and a Spotify playlist. Mm hmm. That's true. Well, because mm -hmm. they have the music on in the gym. And sometimes they have good stuff, mm -hmm. but they've been playing some some questionable things lately. I was like, mm, <laughs> questionable okay. Questionable things. <laughs> yeah, well, questionable. Just more in taste. More in taste. Yeah, not, if I hear Kenny Chesney one more time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, this is not mm -hmm. gym music. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you could turn on. If you want to turn on country, fine. But it was like that weird, like, mm -hmm. rock, country, pop kind mm -hmm. of mix thing mm -hmm. and I'm like what the okay, hell Okay, I could this? work what out to Shania Twain. We all could. Yeah. I like it. she's she's country pop at the mm -hmm. beginning, not country rock pop right. rap whatever. Yeah. Something whatever it is now, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. Yes, yeah, so um, about your album. Yes. 
you can find it anywhere you stream music, mm-hmm. including Spotify. Um, and you can also find my music on another podcast, Women Committing Crimes mm-hmm. is the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The songs for said podcast are Forgive Me mm-hmm. and Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Oh, you can also check out the Roblox music video yes. on YouTube. Very cool. I'll put a description of that. That's in a the, great song, too. Thing too. So, mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Um, it's become kind of my, my mantra now. Yeah, my mine too. Mine too. Yeah. I've, I've to, yeah I, I think about that song a lot um, because, it you know, that's really what most of us deal with is our own roadblocks. I mean, when somebody else does stuff, you can't control that necessarily, but your own is harder to control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> harder to get over but I mean that's you know that's the whole point of the song is you know I I, I like that Um, and yeah so uh, how how, let's talk about how they can get in touch with us they can get in touch with us uh, through um, off kilter no filter at yahoo.com no spaces no capitals just off kilter no Mm -hmm. filter at yahoo.com also you can tweet at no kilter or join the off kilter no filter Facebook group Please do that also. Yes. Way cool. And then that way you'll get, you know, if you join all these, you get alerts about when new episodes come out, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, tell us about mm-hmm. your your favorite episode of the Golden Girls. Who's your favorite, favorite Golden Girl? Oh, and I never said who mine was. I, I, I have to say mine is Rose. And actually, I think it's a tie between Dorothy and Rose. Okay. Maybe it's just a four-way tie. Because it's four of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, get I think that. it's a four-way yeah, like, tie. Because I, I like it again me, because because of how, what they represent. You know the the types, you know of mm-hmm. of characters and stuff. Um, you know they they bring out all four of them bring out something in me. I recognize a piece of myself in each one of them. Okay, mm-hmm. I can so see I think that. I, I like them all for what they are. So I really I, I would not be able to choose. I don't think. I, for me, I think it's. Uh... It's between Sophia and Dorothy, mm-hmm. and I think it's more so just their attitude I yeah, really like because yeah, it reminded yeah. <laughs> me of, of people that I, I knew. Sure. And because they were smart and mm-hmm. and witty and stuff like oh, that, yeah. but it's just they reminded me of of like people I was that I, I am still close to. Yeah. So I think that that really came across. Like Blanche was cool. I really liked Blanche. Mm-hmm. Like she seemed warm and loving, but mm-hmm. I think it was for me it was like the 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 hyper sexualization, yeah. which I understand why the character is that sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. But you were a young I'm not man, like that. Yeah. So I was, I was, yeah, yeah I was. You're a young man, that. so that's kind of yeah. Yeah, uh, and and Rose, I really like Rose, but and I know it's she's not stupid, but the naivety, yeah. naivete, naivete, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like, all right, all right, come on, girl, like yeah. you, you, you in your fifties, like, come on. <laughs> right. but, even, but even even Dorothy, she because. Uh, Rose is like, oh, what is about this boat everybody's talking about? And Dorothy's like, don't worry, Rose, you missed it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I like Dorothy and, and Sophia because mm-hmm. even with even with the aging process or losing things, they're like, we still got it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, so so yes. get back with us about that <laughs> and anything else. You know, any of the other episodes, contact us about those too. You know, we we love to read mm-hmm. those. We love to to see those gotten some good stuff and i'm i'm now gonna go pee <laughs> yes so everybody needs to hear that because <laughs> everybody does it come on everybody pees yeah gosh, and right. you know after well, after an we, hour and a half everybody pees <laughs> exactly so we will see you yes. guys in a few months this is our season yep. finale so yes. in in honor of this episode we will say thank you for being thank our you friends. for yes thank you for being our friend absolutely <laughs> and we will catch you on the other side Bye, love everybody. Right, bye. <laughs> love you guys. Bye. And if you threw a party.